Hey everybody, you're listening to What's Your Number? The chronicles of two well-traveled women as told through sexual experiences. I'm Olivia and I'm in Barcelona. And I'm Mariah recording from Boston. This is the podcast where we tell each other the story of every person we've ever slept with, starting with number one. Today's the day we hear about Mariah's number 17. Mariah, you ready? Yeah, yeah, we're we're getting up there, I feel. Like I feel like we're we're almost to the uh I mean, once you get high up into the teens, it starts to be an actual body count for sure. And you know what's <laughs> kind of exciting about these um upcoming episodes, I feel like they're it's like a little bit more of an adult phase, so it's like hopefully less cringy, although there's plenty of cringe to come, but I don't know. yeah, plenty of cringe to go around. On? I was thinking the same thing when you were talking about when you were talking about number sixteen in the last episode, um, and just saying, you know, I mean, number sixteen. I was like, that sounds like a big number. Like, I'm just, I've just yeah. been used to, you know, number five, number eight. I, <laughs> I know. Once we're up there in the forties, it's gonna feel. <laughs> it's like. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be terrible to say number 45 because, like, that just reminds me of you-know-who. But anyways. Yeah, people are going to get all confused yeah. um, as well because we'll be, like, referencing – we'll still be referencing number five. Spoiler alert. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, but, yeah, I think, like, last time you guys saw me, I was kind of – I was telling you guys about – uh, me and number 16's beautiful life um, together. And I think I had gotten you guys to the point where um, I moved into number 16's Northeast Portland studio apartment. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Awesome. Nice little spot with the ponytail right. holders. Yeah. We had, you know, we had, I think like I had referenced it the first time I told you this as, you know, we just had we had just a very like hipster existence. It kind of felt like we had, we had this like, you know how you, everyone has like a little bowl of things that it's just like a catch all like little thing yeah. bowl. Mm-hmm, definitely. Um, that's where we kept our ponytail holders. Cause he had long hair. I had long hair. And so we both, we shared them. We used them. You, yeah. And you use in the same ones work for both of your hairs. Hair texture. I think, I think <laughs> his might've been a little bit more rugged than mine, <laughs> but yeah, I remember. I, I seem to remember. He would just like always have his hair in like a little bun. Yeah, um, he was an early adopter but, of the man bun. Yeah, I think he was. I think he was. I think it looked really good on him. I actually noticed on Instagram recently that he cut his hair, and I was like, no. Oh. I think. I don't know. I think it was like such a good vibe for him, but. Um, yeah. Are you guys I, still in I touch? I didn't tell him that. Oh, sorry. Not to be like getting ahead of myself. <laughs> Yeah, I feel like you're you're getting a little ahead of it. Um, okay. We still have we still have a lot to get. Well, I mean, not a lot to get through, but yeah, I'll 
yeah, I'll, I'll walk you through it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Let's, let's, let's hear about it. Let's hear about your, this, you know, as we were saying, um, right before we started recording, one of the few healthy relationships on this podcast. So one of the few healthy relationships probably of my life, I might hazard a bet to say this was the least dramatic relationship I ever have ever been in still. Nice. Nice, nice, Yeah, nice. and it was, I, I think I mentioned this last time, but I, I, he, I feel like he like taught me so much about just healthy boundaries and having a healthy relationship. Although I do, one thing I do feel still to this day pretty guilty about was, I remember when we first moved in together, he like made me like a steak dinner and like, granted, you know, he helped to move all my shit out of my house. And like, I had like two couches that were both like futons and you know, moved <laughs> those big ass futons in there. Double futons. And, <laughs> and, um, yeah. And we had just kind of gotten done doing that. And I think like, it was like right after we kind of got everything situated in the apartment and, you know, basically I took over his closet and, you know, we, we hung like some, we hung like a curtain by the bed. So it kind of separated the room a little bit. You know, he right. was really like accommodating me yeah. by like right. having me move in. And, um, he made a steak dinner, of course. And I got mad at him because he was chewing so loudly. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> and then he was like, obviously like, fuck you. And I don't know. I, I do look back at that as that was bitchy. That was, <laughs> but it's one of those things that like, I mean, my current boyfriend and I, we, we do like, I, I feel like we like playfully bicker sometimes about things like that because I think living with somebody, especially in like a tight area, yeah, it, you do, it is a learning curve. And I think this was the first time that either of us had lived with anybody. I was like his first serious girlfriend, as I mentioned before. Right. Um, and you guys went right there, which is, yeah. And like, there's going to be things like that. Hard yeah, to avoid. Yeah. And he was. Yeah. Well, I mean, we were a year into our relationship, so it wasn't like as quick as previous or as as my current relationship. I just meant like you guys like kind of got serious fast. Not that you moved in fast or, you know, I don't know if it was fast or anything. It was just like, yeah, you kind of knew right away it was going to be going to be a thing. We did. Yeah. I mean, in some ways, it kind of reminds me of my current relationship a little bit in that I feel like we were sort of best friends. Like we did a lot of fun things together. Um, we, I, I just remember like I'd wake up and you know, he'd still be asleep cause I had to wake up really early for my job. Um, at this point I had kind of gotten my promotion right around Christmas time. So like three or four months before I moved in with him, um, I had, uh, quit my job. (laughs) <laughs> like I was just kind of like, I'm over this shit. Actually, one of the reasons I quit was because I kind of felt like I just didn't agree with sort of the way things were going there in terms of like some business practices. Okay. So it you just, got the promotion it, it just, that you'd been working for, for like a year or two, and then you quit. Well, this was actually before the promotion. Um, oh. They had, they were kind of like kept saying to me, we're going to promote you to copywriter. But at this point I was an account manager Okay, and I was just like, I can't do this anymore. I'm quitting. And I had gotten okay. actually like another job, um, at Columbia Sportswear in downtown Portland. But nice. I, I went to quit and they basically like begged me to stay and they said, we'll get you into this copyright position as soon as possible, but we just need you to stay. Like, 
I honestly, looking back, I think it would have really screwed them over if I had left because they were just so busy at the time and they were really trying to grow. Right. And I think, you know, it just would have been, yeah, it was like a whole thing. So then they, I think they gave me like a small raise too. And I was like, okay, sure. Like whatever. So during that time, like in between, you know, Christmas time and like around April, which was when my birthday was, um, number 16 and I moved in together and I got a car. And so like some huge life improvements. So now mm-hmm. I wake up, like I don't have to wake up as early and I'm, um, because I can like drive to work. So I wake up and I'm in our little cute little apartment mm-hmm. and it's just very like bohemian kind of feel to our life. And I snuggle into like his back a little bit, you know, while he sleeps and kind of cuddle with him a little bit. And then I kind of quietly leave and I have this like beautiful drive to work in Oregon in yeah. springtime. Yeah. And you know, it's like life is pretty good. And I'm like, okay, I can handle this. And totally. you know, I, I finally have like the title that I wanted and um, I'm working on, you know, some copywriting projects and I'm like, I'm, I'm a professional writer now, you know, that's like what I wanted. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, like, uh, and I, when I come home, you know, we do stuff on the weekends, we go to pick, uh, go on picnics with our friends. Um, we go out dancing, we go to like art shows and stuff like that. Um, we go to new seasons a lot. <laughs> And we do like outdoorsy things and yeah, like everything's good. Um, And so right around this time, it's April, um, which is right around the time I turned 24. um, A good friend of mine comes to visit and she is still a really good friend of mine to this day, but I had lived with her in Missoula and she is a ceramicist and her like whole life basically she's just basically decided to prioritize her creativity over everything else. Yeah. And, you know, I'm just kind of like, I, I, I remember when um, we hung out, she was just, it was like, honestly, being reconnected with her was kind of just like this breath of fresh air because mm-hmm. I just felt like she's one of those people in the world who kind of like knows me. Yeah. You know, she knows who I am. She knows like we have similar values. Like she inspires me, you know, a lot. And, um, you know, she was just telling me about when she was just out of college, she worked at a ceramic studio in Alaska and she would always like talk about it, but like hanging out with her again, she started talking about it again. And it just kind of, kind of got me thinking. I mean, first of all, I kind of looked around at the life I had and, you know, I was looking at apartments, um, to move, to live there over the summer. And number 16, by the way, is a commercial fisherman. So he's planning to leave for the summer and we're, we're both going to vacate the apartment and I'm going to find somewhere else to live. I don't really remember like why we decided we were not going to like live together full time or like why we weren't just like, let's move in together. But I think, I think partly I remember looking back and just like wanting roommates and not quite being like ready for. Okay. So it was like always kind of like a temporary situation in the cute little studio. Yeah. Yeah. I think it was, I think like, maybe we had thought, okay, like, especially for the summer, I didn't want to be living alone. Um, uh-huh. but then I think maybe we were like somewhere down the line or whatever. Like we had no, like we had no inkling in our mind that we wouldn't be together forever. Cause like we just worked really well together is what it Damn, felt like. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, so I'm like looking at apartments and just kind of like planning the next step. And like, I can really see my life in Portland, you know, I have this job, I live with these roommates, whatever. But then yep reconnecting with my friend, I'm like, 
it doesn't have to be like that. Mm, um, and she yeah. just kind of inspired me of like alternative, you know, ways of living. Yeah. Right. Damn. I know it's so crazy because I think that that's happened to me. You know, I'm just going along with my life and then a really good friend visits and they turn my life upside down. It's definitely happened. I also think I've been that friend, you know, a few times. It's feels kind of crazy. Like I was doing great just a second ago and then now I'm questioning everything. But I think that's why we have friends, you know? I totally agree. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I, I look at like the people who I'm really close with in life and I would say the majority of them are people who kind of do things differently. Yeah. Um, than the, you know, what the societal norms are. Um, so yeah. So yeah, I, I just kind of get this inkling. And so I start just for the hell of it. I'm like, I'm going to apply to some summer jobs in Alaska Um, I think she had maybe put this into my head or maybe even number 16 that like, yeah, you can go work somewhere in Alaska and like, you know, you won't have to pay like room or board or anything like that. Right. And, you know, you'll just work like on site or whatever. So I started applying to fishing lodges as a hospitality gal. (laughs) I think I went on, I think I went on coolworks.com, which is I don't know that one. I remember going there in college and potentially looking for some things, but it's basically like um, destination jobs. Okay. Yeah. So I applied to two different fishing lodges. I actually very quickly like hear back from both of them and they both want to hire me. And I'm like, okay, cool. Um, I have like very little hospitality experience, but like cool. Um, And then I just kind of just like make this kind of crazy decision of like giving my two, two weeks notice. Wild. Um, Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And, and so then like both uh, number 16 and I are packing up our stuff and we pack up all of our stuff in our apartment and take it to a storage unit um, together where we just kind of like, we don't really bother to separate it. We're just kind of like, okay, here's your clothes. Here's my clothes. But everything else is like jumbled together. Right. Um, foreshadowing <laughs> I'm like my, my little hands are clenched <laughs> I know um so we so I fly um to Kodiak um which is where his family lives I'm kind of blowing up the spot right now sorry number 16 but I don't think number 16 would care because he's like one of the only people in this whole entire podcast who like makes out like a rose um, yeah he comes out unscathed <laughs> <laughs> and I had actually visited he, him and his family there before, and I had kind of fallen in love with it. Another reason why I had wanted to do this. Um, but yeah, I'm not sure why I fly there like ahead of his family. Um, I, he flies out like a couple of days later. I don't know why we do it that way. But anyway, it's what happens. And then okay. we spend like a couple of days together um, at his parents' house. And his parents are so cute. They like got me some extra tough Alaska boots and I really liked his family like a lot I really liked them they were amazing I wish I could like yeah foreshadowing but anyway I wanted to keep in touch with them but it I don't know it's weird you know like weird (laughs) but I loved that you know you know this whole struggle I I do I love them so much Uh, Um, yeah but yeah so um I remember like our last the last time we had sex and It just, I don't know, like, I feel like something was almost different. 
in that moment. Like it kind of just felt like, I don't think I was like even aware of it at the time, but yeah, I just remember kind of like thinking, okay, like, I don't know. It was like, we definitely had this pretext of like, cool, see you after the summer's over, you know, Mm -hmm. like that was what we thought would happen. Um, And so there was definitely like a little bit more emotion to it because we're like separated for three months or whatever. But then at the same time, it just, it did feel like, so it had that kind of finality of like, we'll be separated for three months. But I, looking back, I wondered, did it have more finality that we just didn't know about yet? Yeah. Yeah. Um, Well, what, what was wrong with it or there was nothing wrong with it it was just like really sweet and cute and like it was nice you know it was just nice like it was like it was nice but like it was it just felt I don't know I I I don't know it felt like the last time felt like a goodbye it felt like a goodbye it felt like a goodbye yeah so anyway so I uh fly to Anchorage and then um in Anchorage I get on um I actually get on like a smaller plane and fly to this place called, um, well, actually I won't even say the name of the town, but this tiny little town. Mm -hmm. And then from the tiny little town, um, I get on an even smaller plane, (laughs) one of those tiny little prop planes, Uh um, because the lodge where I was working was actually a fly-in lodge. Okay. Um, Amazing. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. It was absolutely gorgeous. And like, we're flying over just some of the most beautiful, like one of the most beautiful places I've ever been. It's, the beginning of June. Um, it's, I think it's like right around June 1st and it's right around that time of year in Alaska where the sun barely goes down. Right. It's just like absolutely stunningly gorgeous. And this, the place where all of this happens, like it's surrounded by, um, basically a lot of water that's sort of connected and it's actually like, there's actually flow to the water. Like it actually, it's not like a lake, but it kind of is still enough that to where it looks like a lake, but it's actually like a moving body of water, if that makes sense, like almost okay. like a river. Okay, yeah. interesting. It's like connected by like all these channels and stuff. It's like really like just marshy and beautiful and <clears throat> just perfect. Like Alaska is just stunning. And I get there and um, I'm like, I, you know, I check in, like, I don't really remember being greeted by anyone, but I go kind of like move into my, um, my little, um, the, I guess shack is the best way to describe it. <laughs> <laughs> so basically like the way that this place is set up, it's, it's kind of almost on this like little peninsula. Like it's in legitimately like the middle of nowhere. Like there is nothing else around, but it's like this collection of buildings. So there's like the main lodge. Then there's like the guest cabins. There's like eight guest cabins. And then there's okay the, you know, the servants quote, <laughs> <laughs> the barracks. You know? Yeah. No, yeah. Not totally. Actually. <laughs> Um, no, we have no, there are no guests there yet. So I remember I meet, um, the other girls, a couple of the other girls and they seem really cool. Yeah. They're hospitality gals, hospitality gals. And so is your plan, um, oh, sorry. I was just wondering, like, is your plan to like work all summer and then go back to Portland and like have, have this like money burning in your pocket and like start a whole new life? Yeah, I should have clarified that. You're right. Um, That is definitely what I'm telling myself. (laughs) Okay, cool. Yeah, just checking. Because, like, obviously you're not there to, you know, do something that's innately creative. Although being a hospitality gal, I'm sure, 
requires a certain amount of creativity, but you know, but like, that's, that's kind of your, your aim is like, this is going to help you pivot. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's the draw with seasonal jobs because like you get a lot of tips and you're not paying room and board. So at the end of the summer, I walk away with $10,000. Fuck. Damn. That's crazy. I've always heard this about Alaska, probably from you, but a fair amount of people from Missoula have, you know, do this. People do it. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, yeah, yeah, you just walk away with a ton of, ton of cash money. I wouldn't wouldn't do it again, but. (laughs) It's totally something I I would have done too. Yeah, it was fun. I, I mean, it was one of the most beautiful places I've ever been. And I'm not exaggerating. Like you're in the middle of goddamn nowhere and it's like unspoiled by humans. And it's just incredible. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so I surprisingly, like the other girls are really fucking cool. Like they're like, I wasn't sure what to expect. Right. You never know. I, yeah, I don't even know. Like, I'm like, I don't really have high hopes for the social scene there, to be honest. Like, I I guess I go into it, you know, I have a lot of books and I'm like, all right, I'm going to work a lot. Like, I have no clue what to expect. Let's just put it that way. Yeah. And um, I expect that it'll be like me doing a lot of like outdoorsy shit and then working a lot. Um, But the other girls are really awesome. And they're like, basically like, we just all really vibe really hard. Mm-hmm. And then there's like 30 men. Oh my God. Um, <laughs> fishing guides. And yeah, it was basically, it was, yeah, it was like six women, 30 guys. You That's, do the math. You at home, you do the math. It, it's not an exaggeration. If, if anything, my numbers are low, but um, <laughs> yeah. So, so we meet everybody. We have a great time. We like bond and, you know, most, a lot of these, like some, obviously like probably half of the guys are like older, but like 20 of them are like our age, you know, right. we meet all the like fishing guides and there's just this very like interesting dynamic of like, we're the hospitality girls. And then there's like the fishing guides, you oh, know? Yeah. I, I <laughs> and, totally relate. Well, cause I worked at a resort in Montana and I had the exact same vibe yeah. you know we'd be like oh yeah we'll try and get you on a uh ride with nick you know and then yeah. you're, like, you're like oh hey nick it's olivia at the front yeah. desk <laughs> whatever the fuck i know you know yeah i know you know <laughs> so um we the next day we kind of get the rundown from um the woman who like ran the place and she was really cute um she was she was a kiwi and she was really sweet but she was like you know this place was like a kind of, it wasn't a fancy place because obviously people don't come all the way to Alaska to be fancy, but it costs $8,000 a week to stay there. Yeah. So things have to be done like a certain way from a hospitality perspective. And so there's like a lot, lot for us to learn. And, um, I remember the, the, um, Kiwi like manager was really cute because she would put these signs up everywhere that would be like, um, please don't, like, please don't walk through the house with muddy shoes or something. But she would like, I guess the Kiwi way of underlining something is putting quotation marks around it. <laughs> so she'd be like, please, it would be like, please don't walk through the house with muddy shoes. Like, I can't even, it was just really funny. It was all these little signs everywhere. And it was, yeah. And like the first week we were just cleaning the hell out of everything. It was basically like everything's, you know, been sitting for an entire winter. We right. have to just, it was a lot of work. It was like go time, you know? Yeah. And, um, about five days into it. No, I think actually it might've been 
um, like a little bit into when we first had guests come in, like maybe like the first week we had guests, um, the, the manager, her mom is dying, unfortunately, oh, gosh. very sad. She has to fly back to New Zealand. Okay. She leaves us, <laughs> she leaves us five girls, <laughs> one slightly, like one older, like slightly more mature, but like her whole thing is she's tries to be like, like the older woman is like, she's, she doesn't like to be thought of as older, if that makes sense. Sure. Um, and yeah, so she kind of leaves us to her own devices. She's like, all right, like, you know, so-and-so you're in charge. And, but it did, it was, we could do whatever we want. Cause we, if we had had the manager there, we would have had someone kind of like overseeing us like a mama hen, you know, making sure things are okay, but like, we don't really have that. <laughs> yeah. <funny>. So <laughs> yeah. So anyway, so we'd, we'd like serve dinner and then we'd like clean up or whatever. And then, um, we'd go change our outfits and we'd get, take our uniforms off and we'd come back to the lodge and we'd, you know, add a, add a glass of wine to our tab and just, we'd be like, Hey, so did you catch any fish fish today? And oh like, we'd like, talk, to, talk to the guests and like hang out with the guides and, you know, just, you know, what have you. And then, you know, by the time the manager left, like we were having full blown parties with the guys, like there was this cabin that was um, connected to the place. And we threw a party for my friend and we were just kind of like raging it every single night. And we'd stay up really late till like two or three. And then we would get up at like 6 45 in the morning and serve breakfast at seven bro and then yeah. we would clean all the rooms and we'd take like a two-hour nap and yeah. then we'd serve dinner and it was just like on on fucking repeat like seven days a week yeah crazy. we all had one day off but yeah. it was like a rotating day off so it was like right. never the same day off and we'd all have a day off with like a random guide and we'd go like maybe try to get on a fishing trip with them or like just chill or whatever um oh, wow and I don't like, there are definitely some guys who have designs on me. Um, but I don't, I'm not quite sure. There's this one guy. I mean, guy, I can imagine. <laughs> yeah. There's this one guy who, um, I don't know. Like he's, he's kind of just like funny and quirky, which I'm like, he kind of fits the bill, but he's, he's kind of like different than the others. But yeah, he's, I don't know. I felt like I had like a little bit more of a connection with him or something. And, um, yeah, I, don't really know like how it all happened. Like my friend who was there had a boyfriend too. And she just like immediately started fucking one of the guides. So I don't know what it was. <laughs> Something in the water. It was just, like, yeah. It was just like us all being stuck together, but it was, I think mostly just that like the like real life just didn't exist anymore. It yeah. was just, we were just like on this place. And I also just kind of felt like, I don't know. I felt like I'd said goodbye to number 16. Like I didn't know where I was going, like what was going to happen next in my life. I just knew I wanted to live a different lifestyle than what I've been living. Mm -hmm. And I wanted to be able to prioritize my creativity more. So. And did you I, have the sense that he wasn't down to change things up as much or like he was going to go back to Portland after his season in Alaska and kind of pick up where he left off or, I mean, I know he was in so schools he, and stuff, so maybe. Yeah. So he had started school a little bit late. So he was still in school. I think he still probably had like two months, two years left of school. But I think we talked about like traveling. Like I had also kind of wanted to travel mm -hmm. um, and go to South America. And he 
had just kind of said he wasn't interested in that. I wanted to like maybe try living elsewhere. And like he had said he wasn't interested in that. So I think that was something I kind of knew. It was like either go home to like where he is or like go do my own thing, I guess. Right. Got it. And yeah, I don't really even remember making like much of a conscious decision. I just was like, okay, I'm going to hook up with number 17 now. And we hooked up and. And this was um, the guy who's kind of, you had more of a connection with or he was a different dude. It was him. Yeah, uh-huh. it was him. Yeah. Yeah. He was just kind of like funny and quirky. And I think he also had like not a girlfriend, but like somebody he said it was his ex-girlfriend. But I mean, who knows? Right. And yeah, I, I feel like we just kind of became like, yeah, we just started hooking up like fairly regularly, at least for a period of time. Um, but like after the first couple of times we hooked up, I would like I, I I had a little bit of communication with number 16 because he had a satellite phone on his boat. But our communication was like pretty limited. OK, um, so I called him and I was like, yeah, I think we need to break up. Oh, my basically. God. I don't remember how I phrase it. I just remember standing on that deck and like looking out on this incredible view and like, I, yeah, I don't know how I phrased it. I, I think I was just like, I feel like, I, I think I phrased it like I'm not coming back to Portland. I think that's how I phrased it. Oh my God. Um, yeah. And he like just took it well. He's like, yeah, I think I saw that coming and I understand, really? but like, I didn't even feel that guilty for like cheating on him for a while. And then like eventually I started to feel really guilty about it. I was like, fuck, I like cheated on him. But I kind of just like knew our relationship had run its course at the same time. Like I knew, like I said, in response to your question, which I think was like a really good question. I think I just knew I couldn't go back to like I wasn't going back to Portland to live. And yeah, I think I just knew that that would mean our relationship would be over. So so yeah, so um, I, I think that's where I'll leave it. Wild times, <laughs> wild times. So so he got this call like randomly on the boat. They were like, number 16, there's a call for you. Or he was like on break or something. I'm just imagining him getting this call. I don't, I don't know why I'm doing this to you. I'm just like, it's <laughs> such a dramatic moment, but for also in a way, it seems like because you guys were you guys, like you didn't make it super dramatic, but I know it does sound really dramatic and harsh now that I say it, but I guess I'll just say to absolve myself, I had a conversation with number 16 after it. And he uh-huh. was like, no, I understood it was fine. And it, I think it was hard for him. I think it was to break up obviously. Yeah. But I think, I think he like, he told me later that he was like, I actually like, I'll just, I'll foreshadow a little bit, but like, I, I felt really bad about it for like a long time. And like, after I left Portland, I I lingered on it. I felt bad about it. And I wondered if like, maybe we were supposed to be together. Mm -hmm. And I went back to um, Portland and I talked to him about it. And I asked him about it. I was like, I just feel so bad. And like, it just makes me sad, like saying goodbye. And I like cried. And he was like, he's like, no, you don't have to feel bad because I let you go. And he was like, I fucking had to let you go. Wow. Yeah. It was a very poignant moment. Jesus. And yeah, he was like, he's like, you needed to leave. Like you needed to do your thing. And I get that, you know, and I told him that I had been like hooking up with someone else and he was like, I know, I get it. It's just our paths diverged, you know. Right. 
Right. Yeah. And I mean, you had, you had expressed the things that you wanted to do going forward and he wasn't interested in that. I mean, that's what happened with number one and I, you know, I didn't want to break up with him. I just didn't, I wanted to break up with our lifestyle or not even, I just, you know, where he was headed, he was headed like to stay in college forever basically or like to stay in school forever you know and I just didn't want anything to do with academia for instance in my case and I was I was just like ready to bounce um get some adventure going and yeah I just felt I felt like I tried to make Portland work you know and I just was like if I have to say if I try to stay here I'm just always gonna be having to kind of sacrifice like doing what I really want and like I'm gonna come back to Portland with $10,000, I don't want to go back to like having brunch every weekend. Ugh, like we had a beautiful so life, real. but I just like, I needed, <laughs> I needed like more. And actually, I mean, ironic that you say that because, or I mean, ironic that I say that. <laughs> Love how like, I'll say something. And then the next thing I'll say will be like in response to that as if it, another person said it. I know. I, what do I call it? Miscellaneous? Miss <laughs> Mariah's instantaneous self-contradiction. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Well, I'll, I'll be, I was like, I wanted more. And then I was like, interesting you say that. <laughs> oh, I see. <laughs> Did you hear that? Um, no, but like I wanted more and I didn't know exactly what more was, but I knew I felt like I needed to say yes to myself and my desires in some way. And like part of that was like, yeah, fucking the guy like having this weird experience in Alaska, like where I'm, I'm in this weird, magical, strange place. That's also just like a, a weird time in life. I might as well like live that experience to, to the fullest fully. because yeah. yeah, I just felt like I had to embrace like what I wanted out of life. Yeah. And absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I also, mm-hmm. no, sorry, go ahead. No, no. Finish what you're going to say. Cause I, I have a slightly different question. Okay. Okay. Um, I, I also kind of think that partly I did it so that I knew that I couldn't go back mm. to number 16. Oh yeah. That I makes think that was actually sense. a big part of it. That yeah. makes all the sense in the world actually. Because mm-hmm. I knew I had to break up with him. Like after that happened, I think it just like, it was one of those things that I don't think I like planned it. And it, and it just happened. And then after it happened, I was like, well, now I have to break up with him. Like, I can't go back to him and be like, I didn't have the feeling afterward where I was like, fuck, I cheated on like the person I love and I need to be with. Yeah. I was like, right. Well, and I'm our relationship sure never over. finds out and everything. Yeah. Or whatever yeah. you got to do. But yeah, yeah, totally. Totally. I mean, I think you, you definitely plan, plan that out. It's so, it's impossible to be aware of all the plans that we're making all the time, you know, especially with something like that, like that guy was there, you had your pick of the litter, (laughs) you know, I mean, well, I mean, I'm just saying like, there was like 30 dudes and like you, you, the opportunity was there and it's not like you had this incredible connection with number 17 that, you know, you couldn't deny. It was just like, no, for, for like to get to like, B, C, and D, I need to do A. And A is fucking this dude. Yeah, I needed to live in the moment. And I think I felt like for a long time, like 
I like my life with number 16 had been like this kind of additional bonus to the other life I had, which is my work life, which is where I spent 40 hours a week mm-hmm. that I didn't like. Yeah. You know, and there were a t- a totally there would have been other opportunities. I know that I could have like made a career and like stayed in Portland. You know, I could have, but I didn't want to. Yeah. <laughs> like, I, know. I was ready to not be struggling to have that life because at the end of the day, I just didn't think that I would be fulfilled by it. Even if I had like the, you know, the most chill, like best supportive relationship ever, like I needed more out of life. And looking back on this time in my life, this is like where my life totally changed and started becoming like the life that I like wanted. Like I, I feel like after this point I had like a totally, I had like a paradigm shift Mm -hmm. and really amazing things started happening for me. That's, that's great. I can't wait to hear about it. I think we should leave it there. I'm also super excited because I think the next story from you is the first one that I haven't heard. So I know. Yes. (laughs) I'm very excited for that moment. I, can't think off the top of my head what it was so I can't wait yeah oh I know what it was okay yeah all right yeah can't wait to tell you it (laughs) (laughs) amazing baby if you want me come and get me I swear I'll make it easy on my eyes is what you are and I don't care who knows thanks for listening to what's your number This episode was produced by Olivia and Mariah. Music is by No Fancy. You can learn more about us and check out our blog at whatsyournumberpod.com. We are on Instagram at whatsyournumberpod and on Twitter at therewasthisguy. And if you enjoyed what you heard today, leave us a review wherever podcasts are found and subscribe to hear about more sexcapades. Sexcapades.